December. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. This Oh Steve has been brought to us by Verb Turner. And this is the motherfucker who really like uh, is well thought out. Setting, it's 1988 and it's action-packed night in Hollywood. Why? Because all of the best action stars are being presented an award for their illustrious careers in a famous Hollywood club. Two of the world's best performers decide to arrive together. None other than Sly Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They both walk, they both walk into the Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Remember that song? Yep. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna shake you down. <laughs> Sly. Uh, yo, Arnold. <clears throat> How many broads you think we can fuck in here? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. If I see Grace Jones and fucking the curry out of her. <laughs> All of a sudden, the turntable scratch, and there's a, a quick scuffle for the microphone, followed by, and a one, two, three, hit it. A reggae beat ensues. Me want Panani for me make nice. Oh, Steven Seagal. Uh, when the girls start to strut out, you could look at their butt, but you shouldn't do that. Hey, Arnold, is that who I think it is? Holy shit, I think it's, oh, no. Oh, Steve. <laughs> that was a lot of setup for very little juice. <laughs> Anybody see Richie? <laughs> Anybody see Richie? Play the music, Steve. You know what I like? I put the bat signal in the air and I told all the dudes, I wish we'd had a couple of dudettes. Uh, Shamora, I was waiting on you, baby. You did not show up with the side seat in the chopper. I thought if one female was going to write in about a get the fuck out of here movie moment, you would do it. But you didn't show up, baby. I'm very hurt. Uh, got a couple of uh, get the fuck out of here movie moments. See, again, this is why, in the words of Patrice, guys are cooler than women. <laughs> we play silly games. We do play silly games. You know, we play uh, hypotheticals. Um, That's because we do. You know, on the last episode, <clears throat> I'm just going to yeah. say this real quick. You said uh, uh, when we were talking about men and women, and then you, uh, you know, what can what can uh, take us out of our trajectory is like you know, other than women could be like partying, going yeah. out. Why do we party and why do we go out? 
For women. Yeah, see, everything that we do is about them. And the few things that we do for ourselves, we get ridiculed for. Yeah. Just playing games. Yeah, we all about you bitches, man. <laughs> I'm all about the bitches. Uh, Santos B, get the fuck out of here moments. Dear ANA, here are some moments that I can think of. One, uh, and you said you watch Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. I, I've seen, I think I've seen this one moment. I saw only the first one. I saw first, oh, and it? then I saw the, the third, I think, and I saw Which the Which one was the, the third? Second. The Tokyo one? The Tokyo Drift? Yeah. I saw the Tokyo Drift one. That's so I saw three. I saw two, half. I think I saw part of it. I saw one. But wasn't Tokyo without Vin Diesel and, yeah. and Paul Walker? Yeah. yeah. See, that to me is like Halloween three. Yeah. Which had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Yeah, but it had to do with some of the other guys who were in. in yeah, uh, but if if Mike ain't, that's like fucking Guns and Roses without Axl Rose. It was it was it wasn't the worst movie. Yeah, but it was it really was bad though. When the car comes down all fucked up. Uh, Which are we talking about this? In, in, Fast and Furious? Uh, no, in three. When oh, okay. when he's doing the Tokyo Drift and he's trying to learn how to drift. And he I never saw that one. Sh- oh, it's so, it, it, that part's funny. Oh. Uh, Fast and Furious Part 9. Vin Diesel races into a piece of broken rope bridge. The rope gets caught in the tire and the car flies off the edge and swings over to the other side. The car smacks against an edge, rolling to a stop with Michelle Reed. With Michelle Rodriguez saying, well, that was new. See, I never saw it, so I don't, but I don't doubt it. Those movies are, are so ridiculous. Boondock Saints. <clears throat> One of the two main characters was handcuffed to a toilet. He picks up the toilet while it's still attached to the floor, carries it to the roof, and drops it on the gunman who was about to shoot his brother. At the same time, he free falls off the building to land on the other bad guy. This is more of a badass moment because this movie is crazy and a classic. Highly recommend it if you two haven't seen it. You ever heard of it? Boondock Saints? Yeah. yeah. You saw it? Yeah. You remember this moment? Yeah. Was it stupid? Oh, I, if you live <clears> in <throat> places that I've lived, we can pick up the toilet. <laughs> it's not screwed in very well, and you can knock it. You can really? Yeah, pull it off. You being serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. My my dad weighed like three. He was 330 when he was not fat. Right. So he loosened up the screws on the toilet. Damn. 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 <laughs> a transport, too. Uh, to get rid of a bomb that's attached to the bottom of his car, Jason Statham races off a ramp that sends the car spiraling toward a crane. With perfect precision and timing, the hook of the crane catches the bomb and Statham gets away in time to avoid the explosion. Oh, and he lands safely on the other side, LOL. P.S. Aries, you need to watch The Warriors. It's a classic. It's one of those must-watch-before-you-die type films. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. The Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to see it. Because there's iconic scenes. That Warriors where he's, <clears> clink, <throat> when he's clinking the balls. Warriors, Warriors come out and play. play. That's yeah. Yeah, iconic, man. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got you to you see it. But when you bring up Jason Statham and get out Statham. of here, Statham moments, uh, the uh, the movie, <clears> crank, was it Crank? The one where he has to keep electrocuting himself to stay alive? Oh, I never saw that. Oh, that that movie. Every, every moment in that movie is to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I forget which movie it is. I know it's one of the transporters where he's fighting guys in like this garage and he, he's all oiled up and the choreography for him to slip away from motherfuckers because he's covered in oil. That's. I, I've had moments like that with women where I was trying to wrestle some pussy <laughs> and they it was lathered in oil and every time I grabbed them, they slipped out of my fingers. Have you ever slipped? Have you ever like slipped off of a person? 
just completely like slipped off the grill, like just with no grease or lubricant. No, well, yeah, you had oiled up. No, no, well, you haven't used enough oil. Though. I've slid in some pussy oil. Though. Yeah, yeah, but you you slid off. If you what was that something. one thing from the eighties, which was so popular for us in the summertime? The long sheet of yellow. Oh, the slip and slide. Slip, yeah, and you wet it, and you just throw your uh, belly in. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, you know what they don't tell you when you have that? What? Make sure that you don't put it on where on the grass. Make sure there's no rocks. On, on. Ooh. Yeah, they don't tell you that. Ooh. I'm telling you, the '80s boy, we fun <laughs> meant injuries. It did. We had all the the the, uh, the lawn darts. Lawn darts. The the things that are big darts, and you would throw them in. They put a circle on one side and a circle on the other side, and try to throw it into the into the circles. I never saw it. Oh yeah, those stab you. <laughs> <laughs> and clackers, remember the. Oh, I remember clackers, yeah. Clackers were dangerous. Woo! Yeah, dude. <laughs> y'all can't fuck with our era, man. Shit. Um. <clears throat> uh. Do, 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 A sandbox that had sand in it, not the padding. Mm. Or the hot metal, metal slide. slide. Oof. Yeah, boy, they can't fuck with us, dog. Uh, Joe King, get the fuck out of here, movie moments. You guys were blasting me to the past with those classic movie titles. Man, art really has diminished over the years, hasn't it? Something about those cheesy old movies gave them charm, kind of like a less is more sort of thing. Movies nowadays just lack originality and force cheap comedy into everything. Nothing of classical status that gives fond memories for decades to come. The manliness that Andy mentioned about the old Mission Impossible episodes as an example. The actors weren't trying too hard to be cool and clowny. They knew the art of conveying the correct expression at the proper time to evoke the appropriate emotion and the power of serious humor. I prefer it over circus shit, force slash misused comedy. Now get the fuck out of here, movie moment. And I loved reading this. Because in actuality, there's a flip to this. Uh, the ending of Jurassic World, when Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt and his three raptors are fending off the Indominus Rex, then his ex-chick uh, goes and opens the gate with a flare in hand to catch the T-Rex's attention. The Tyrannosaurus is practically face-to-face with the bitch, who, by the way, is in heels. She runs to lead the T-Rex to the Indominus for reinforcement and survives to tell the tale. Can you remember in the original uh, Jurassic Park when Jeff Goldblum is rescued from the wreckage because the T-Rex, then as they're getting away in the car being chased by the Rex, the Rex is gaining on their ass, which prompts Goldblum to offer a polite suggestion, which became his classic line, must go faster. So how this bitch is in heels, out sprints, a T-Rex beats me. Bitch, get the fuck out of here. Um... Dude, I am fucking obsessed with dinosaur shit. Uh, ever since uh, Jurassic Park, all the Jurassic movies. Um, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. And on Apple TV, I had downloaded, uh, both seasons have already come and gone, Prehistoric Planet uh, with um, the narration by Richard Attenborough. And I discovered before I came here uh, again, as I'm looking to download movies uh, to watch on Netflix, I forget what it's called. It's pissing me off now. Oh, Life on Our Planet or Life Before Our Planet, uh, narrated by Morgan Freeman. The, the, the prehistoric planets 
on Apple TV. I think it had like five episodes a piece. This one I think is 10. I was so fucking amped when I saw that this existed. Uh, and of course, obviously all CGI'd, but if you love dinosaurs, this is a fucking go-to. Uh, that being said, every documentary I've ever seen with paleontologists, they've all said that the whole thing from Jurassic Park where uh, Dr. Grant says to Jeff Goldblum as the T-Rex is breaking out of its cage, don't move. He can't see you if you don't move. His vision's based on movement. That is not true. Every paleontologist says the opposite. The T-Rex has acute, amazing vision. Um, and they also said you could outrun a T-Rex. A T-Rex, because of its size, was not fast at all. A human being could outrun a T-Rex, so you wouldn't have to worry about it chasing you and catching you. So that being said, um, yeah, her outrunning a T-Rex is accurate. In heels? Okay, <laughs> that might be the. But he's basing it also on the on the first movie where Jeff where it was catching up to them in, in well, the jeep. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, it damn sure couldn't catch the jeep, but it couldn't catch her either. Yeah, I love that scene though when it's running <clears> after the jeep and you can see how it's put together because you, you the editing, you know what they didn't have the technology back then, mm -hmm. so you see it. It looks you can see it's a different screen. It's oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I have to rewatch. Yeah, that. watch it. And incidentally, what is her name? She, she plays. Uh, it's it's. Dallas Bryce Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard's Ron's daughter. Yeah. Can I get to them yams? Yams, sweet yams. Man, that bitch is thick. You know, uh, that's the thing. You don't have to marry a Kennedy anymore. You I, can I, marry I, a Howard. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> My whistling sucks. I would like to go over to Ron Howard's house for dinner. He seems like a very cool guy. You know who I'd like to hang out with, though? His Henry, brother? No, Henry Winkler from... Uh, the Fonz? The Fonz. He just seems like a very interesting guy. Yeah, he seems very Jewy. Yeah, I know. I like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think it's in, I think it's interesting. I forgot to talk to him when we, when we were doing The Lord of Flatbush because, like, when you said uh, it, uh, life doesn't happen to you, it happens, happens for, for you. you. Yeah. Could he... Uh, Ron, I was mean, he in The Lords of Flatbush? Yeah, he was one of the other guys. Hey! Yeah, could he have gotten that character on Happy Days, which Happy Days wasn't written for the Fonz, it was written for Ron Howard. Yeah. Could if he gotten that character, if he wasn't in Lords of Flatbush, mm. he played basically that character in, really? in Happy Days. And that's what made him... It's it's funny. Life when happens it, for you. Yeah, it's it's weird. <clears throat> weird. Uh, Danny Malone, get the fuck out of here moment. In Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. A brother who played the role as a boxer calls himself. You laughing already? You remember this? No, no, no. It's just that a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and you have a get out of the get the fuck right. out of here. The moment. whole movie is <laughs> the franchise is get the fuck out of here. But keep going because it's gonna uh, be good. A bo and I remember this: uh, a boxer calls himself going ten toes with Jason after he tries himself out, tires himself out from punching Jason with bloody knuckles. Jason grabs him and punches him one time and knocks his head clean the fuck off his body. It's a get the fuck out of here moment, but funny as shit. I attached the link so you and Andy can check it out. Listen, here's the thing. Fuck fiction. We actually had a guy who could do that in real life. His name was Michael <laughs> Gerard Tyson. He could knock your head clean off your fucking shoulders 
into the nosebleed section. So that may not be a get the fuck out of here moment. Do you think, I wonder, <clears throat> do they ever look at boxers and see what, what the, what the force is? Like if, it, if as hard as they hit, if it really could not knock well, it off. Well, they did it in Rocky Four. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they Remember when he hits the machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means whatever he hits, he destroys. Yeah. But do you think what do you, what do you think Tyson's number is? Do you think he could like break a neck? Oh, I think Tyson could punch your earlobe and crack every bone in your body. <laughs> no, no, that's uh, <laughs> that isn't Tyson. That's who is uh, it? Um, damn, I'm gonna forget his name. Well, you you were looking, you were you were stuck on his uh, Instagram last week. Who? Man, it's not his. It's who's the other guy that's the uh, karate dude, but the white dude, Steven Seagal. No, Sean Club and Dan. Nope, white dude. Yeah, came at the same time with uh, Joe Rogan. No, uh, Chuck Norris. Yes, that's what you. Ah, uh, 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 right. He could hit your eardrum and crack every bone in your body. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Norris. Okay. Yeah. It, <clears throat> sorry, you guys. That was more inside. Uh. I don't know how you say this last name. I think this is French. How you pronounce G-E-A-U-X? Get the fuck out of here. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Dre Jewel? That's French, right? G-E-A-U-X? I guess. I'm calling nigga Dre. Get the fuck out of here. Action movie moments. You can honestly go from Fast and uh, Fast Five through Fast X and pick and choose outrageous. Scenes from it, one being Michelle Rodriguez beating up a real-life MMA fighters, Gina Carano and Ronda Rousey. And Vin Diesel driving through skyscrapers in a sports car. Nah, bro, get the fuck out of here. I'm an action movie fanatic. I even watch foreign ones with the subtitles, and thank God they don't pop during the fight scenes because that's what I'm there for. Also, Andy is bugging. Yeah, dude, I agree with you a million times about this. On certain action movies, not, not being a 10. T2 is a 10. No further discussion. It makes sense why he loves Bakaroo Banzai, because that movie is ass. <laughs> Just kidding, Andy. Just wanted to ruffle your feathers a bit, because I enjoy it too. Peter Weller is Robocop. That's a 10. Y'all be easy and stay alive, Jay. Yeah, dude, I don't know how you don't give T2 a 10, man. I, I didn't like the melting character. I just didn't like I oh didn't like it. God. So what? He can make he melts <laughs> and he makes fucking uh spears out of his hands. We've never seen that kind of breathtaking technology, man. I hated it from the day I saw it. I wow. never liked it. But I agree with him on Robocop with Peter Weller. The the original Robocop was yeah. was I, I thought that was great. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Uh, but when you watch it now. Mm-hmm. It looks like they tape boxes together to make outfits and shit. Nah, man, that movie holds up, B. <laughs> <laughs> that movie holds up. There's so many little, like, just, it's so yeah. fucking weird. You know, when you go back to these old movies, too, and everything's supposed to be so advanced, and they still yeah. have the big televisions, like, that we used to have right. in the house. It right. just looks funny. Um... Let me go with uh... Kenya Skinner. Uh, I'm fucking tired. It's DC, bitch. Dun, 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 dun. Oops, I shit it again. It came when I fart, got caught with a stain. Oh, Andy, Andy, oops. You think you're right when you'll fight this fight. Oh, go wash that ass again. <laughs> I think that's what, I don't know. 
This bitch wrote some song. <laughs> Yo, Spears and Andy, uh, Spears and Andy Spandy. I love it. Love y'all's podcast. Aries been a fan since Mad TV. I'm not that old. Don't fucking try it, LOL. All your jokes and impressions are amazing and make me laugh, but I haven't heard anyone say your Lewis, uh, I haven't anyone say your Lewis Anderson impression is the fucking best. Oh, thank you. I would eat you, but you sound like a woman. <laughs> uh, Andy didn't know you, but I've seen you, love you. You're a different kind of funny, but you have starry moments that always get me. My name is Anaic Renkins from D.C. So why the fuck does it say Kenya Skinner? Uh, living in the boot for the slow car lane people. That's Louisiana. I've uh, been uh, mid-listening day one, returning, mid-listening day one, returning caught up listener in a sense. Uh, I don't want to make this long, but I've got Shamoon Shay. Oh, I got something Shay. Look, tone down the creativity. Because <laughs> you are fucking me up. Uh, laugh out loud. Hope you caught that. Yeah, I did. Andy and everyone, we have all we all have options uh, to use and criticize and that hopeful search for the most effective way of doing any and everything. Old British voice. And they, you cork sucker, which is better. The palm of your hand, a fresh, unused, newly purchased washcloth or loofah, however you spell that. I like loofahs, LOL. For me and my asshole, but you, Andy Demick, cannot effectively compare the use of your hand to a washcloth or loofah unused. So stop that. Unless you like the feel of your hand to your whole LOL, which is why you keep dodging the suggestion to use anything other. Hmm. But I've gone long enough for my first email. I'm watching 473 right now. And all this came to me. Oh, also, I'm a creator, arts, graphic designer. And some shit came to me watching a previous sewed. I'm going to sew it up and ship it next email. <clears throat> Much love from the boot to you. And the whole Spandy family. Remember, I coined that if y'all like it. I do. The naked black men quadriceps and the shiny seal and water and the, oh, LOL. Stop, stop. I, and then the initial C-N-S-K. I can't something with you. Bitch, don't. <laughs> I know you creative, but come on, man. Boil it down. This shit, oh my God, this gave me a headache. Okay, I have to address this though, first of all. All right. Okay. She said, can you wash it with the palm of your hand. How how far up my ass do you think I can go? <laughs> you Dude, you got a lot of ass if you can. <laughs> you, you, you ain't using the palm of your hand, number one. Right. Number two, you could get a washcloth can gets to the same place your fingers gets to, by the way. It's like you could But should it? You do, but you I don't it's not like I'm putting it inside there. You soap up your hand. I don't understand why this is so hard. I'm not putting a dirty towel. And then she's like, and, and then she tries to fix it by saying a brand new washcloth. So you use a brand new washcloth every time you wash your ass. And I know that you said loofah. If I was going to do anything, I would use the loofah. I would use the loofah and then I'd rinse it off with really hot water. I just don't think that it needs to be up there. And when you got the loofah up there, all it is is holes in it. So your fingers are going right in the same fucking place. I don't understand what you're worried about. 
Just fucking wash up. Be clean. <sighs> Think that washcloth, put in a dirty washcloth on your ass. <laughs> Cyril P. Uh, get the fuck out of here moment. Yo, ANA, your faithful YouTube member, Cyril here. Mike, get the fuck out of here. Dude, you got to read some of these comments from Brandon on YouTube. <laughs> this motherfucker, dude, he even slammed you in one of them recently because of something you said. Good. This motherfucker, dude. I would hate to think that he didn't fucking abuse me in this. You, you know what's crazy? Like, I swear, I, there's, there is a sickness to this dude where... He's trying to he's trying to get as personal with his attacks as he can, as hurtful as he can. But he but again, he he won't go away. But it, so it's it's does he mean what he say? Like what I don't I don't get what his point is. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, this guy. <laughs> uh my get the fuck out of here moment I have is an Independence Day, which so many of these moments in the movie. I oh yeah, this is a funny one too. It's hard to choose, but I'm, but the one I'm writing about is a scene where Goldblum and Will fly to the mothership and upload a virus to the alien ship. Now, if these aliens can cross the universe to attack the Earth, how the fuck can an earthly computer virus fucking get into an advanced alien system? What, do they have AV ports, HDMI, or USB or some shit? Man, get the fuck out of here. Peace and love. Uh, P.S. Honorable Mention. For a 10-rated action movie, The Rock. You agree? The Rock. With, uh, uh, oh, yeah, with Nick, Nick Cage. Cage and... It's just hard to take him seriously. Isn't that when he has the long hair? No, that's Con Air. Oh, that's Con Air. The Rock with, with him and, and Sean Connery. Connery. He didn't have Alcatraz. Long hair. He break... didn't have long hair. No, no, he had short crew cut. That might be okay then. No, nah, that's a 10. Dude. I just keep thinking. I, you Con think, Air you, now. Well, but it's they have there's some similarities to those two to me. I don't know why. Not, not that that they're there's a lot of it's just an action movie to me. They're both action movies. Yeah. So every time when I hear the that's rock, where the similarities stop. stop. But I keep seeing Nick Cage with, with that, that long, long hair. hair. Yeah, that's Connie, yeah. and that accent that was horrible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Con, uh, the Rock wasn't bad at all. Gone in sixty seconds. I thought Gone in sixty seconds was pretty good. I told you that's that that's a hurtful spot for me because I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel to do the table read for that. Uh, and I was, I was walking down the hall. I ran into Ashley Judd. Uh, and I didn't get that movie. That little turtle-looking nigga did. Uh, <laughs> but I read for the t- at the table read. With that. Ashley? Did you read with Ashley? No, she Judd? wasn't in that movie, I don't think. No, was she in that movie? She might have been for the table reading. That's why I'm asking. No, if she was at the table read, she was in the movie. Uh, but I read the table read with Nick Cage, and I didn't get that. Uh, and then uh, World War Z. I don't know that I saw World War II. Brad Pitt. I don't know that I saw it. You, oh, you would know. Did it's where the it? zombies run after you at full speed. No, I didn't see it. You never saw World War Z? No. Isn't, oh, it, isn't it made Andy. after a game? Isn't it made after a game? I think they made it into a game afterwards. They made, I thought it was a game no. before it. Dude, what's so great about this was prior to this, the, genre, the zombie genre had always been... Uh, Zombies slow moving. These motherfuckers ran after you, like with speed, which made this so intense. You gotta see World War Z, son. I'll check it out. I'll tell you what, you see that, I'll see the Warriors. Okay. Two W movies. Okay. Um, We're supposed to also see, don't forget, we do have to do that still. We have to see right. the uh, uh, Escape from New York. 
Yes, Pliskin. Yes, thank you, yes. Pliskin. Um, dude, I, here's what I told you, which was so ridiculous in Independence Day. The the, the spaceship. Remember, they fly the, the alien ship into space. It has seatbelts. <laughs> alien ship has seatbelts, nigga. Are you fucking kidding me? But I, I'm gonna go back to again one of my favorite episodes, guys. If you've never seen it. Opie and Anthony, Patrice O'Neill, Independence Day, when they when they do the whole thing with Jim Norton and Hebe Kikeberger. When Patrice goes, this is lazy writing. When the guy goes to Will Smith, you really think you could fly your alien ship up to the mothership? And he goes, uh, I'm well aware of their maneuvering capabilities. And Patrice goes, that is lazy writing. That's like you telling somebody, I know how DC-10s work because I've seen them. It's just ridiculous. So the idea, yes, to your point, Cyril, these motherfuckers are flying an alien ship to which they've never experienced. They know the controls and can fly this motherfucker up to the mothership and put in a virus. And and this is the other <laughs> thing about almost all of these movies. Right. If you don't know how to, if you're going to fly this ship that you don't know how to fly, but you got to fly it outside the Earth's atmosphere. atmosphere. So there's nothing, there's no gravity to... So you're flying in a completely different way. It's almost the, it would have to be almost the opposite of how you would fly a plane. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. But you know, and, and what's amazing is I guess you really just truly have to, again, like I said, buy the illusion because Independence Day was, was probably the movie. It was the movie. Turned, no, no, but I'm saying that turned Will Smith into a fucking yeah, star. It was. It made a gazillion dollars. So there it is. Fuck reality. You know, it's funny, though, because you can do great movies and act, but if you make a, if you, if you make a, like a sci-fi movie. Right. Now you're, in a, you, now you're, it cements you as a star. It can. Yeah, but those are the blockbusters. Well, anything action. It's going to be a blockbuster. Yeah. Because um, Will Smith said, uh, what was it? He didn't want to do, he did Independence Day. And did he do another sci-fi movie of some sort? But he didn't want to do Men in Black at first because he said, I didn't want to be the sci-fi guy. And then he goes, but Steven Spielberg sent a helicopter for me to meet him at his house to convince me. And he goes, when Steven Spielberg sends a helicopter for you, the answer is yes. He said, I said yes before I got off the helicopter. Men in Black, though, was... That was one of those. It was original, and that one felt cool. That's a cool like. If you're gonna it's be such a, you can go with your family. Yeah, and if you're gonna be recognized for something for the rest of your life, right. that's a good one. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Delicia. Delicia. How do you know it's not like a big booty white girl? No, nah, son. <laughs> no, nah, yo. I bet you that pussy tastes delicious. Uh, delicious, short and, short and sweet. Uh, Aries and Andy, hope you guys are having a great day. I'm catching up on the pod, past episodes, and I don't have a movie uh, that couldn't, and I don't have a movie that couldn't be made today, but what about a movie line? Rush Hour was on the other day, and it was the scene when Chris Tucker's character walked in on the bad guy, Quanto. On tail. Oh, so we have no other. And he says, I've been looking for your sweet and sour chicken ass. 
LOL, do you think Chris would have been given a hard time for that line today? Well, before we get to that, do you? No. No? No, I don't think so. It feels kind of corny. It feels, because it's corny, I think that's why you get away with it. I've been looking for your sweet and sour chicken ass. Hmm. But what if it was, uh, could a white guy have said to a black guy, I've been looking for your fried chicken and rib nigga ass. (laughs) No, nigga changes. (laughs) What what if he said, I've been looking for your fried chicken and Rib eaten. Do you think Nick Nolte could do the the scenes that he did with Eddie Murphy today? That that's the that's mm. what you're saying right there. Those are basically it. Right. I'm walking around town with a what do you say? With a pimp something watermelon. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I don't know. But that makes that movie though, don't it? It well, but it was a buddy cop against their will. Buddies. But it, and that's kind of who. Well, was Jack a racist though? Well, that's. But he had racist moments. Was he a, okay? But see, this is the, this is the thing. And yes, he's he, he he knew what to say. This is and this is so. This would be racist. He knew what he, he was trying. And this is what they fucking do: trying to keep someone down. And he even said that in a movie. Yeah. Chicken, watermelon. I just doing my job, trying to keep it down. Doing your job, don't explain everything, Jack. So that's the that's the answer right. to the whole okay. thing that we just said. All right. All right. It's it's yeah, it's still racist, but it's you know, there was there was imaginary purpose. But does that does that explain it enough that you could do that movie today? Forty eight hours. Yeah. You think you could do it? You'd have to change some of the you'd have to change the I don't know. I don't know. Movies seem to have a different license because you know, especially if it's rated R. Now, could he do that on TV though today? Like, you know what I'm saying? How risque yeah, yeah. TV yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with all in the family, the Jeffersons, which you can't do today. But movies might be different. I've been looking for your sweet and sour chicken ass. <laughs> uh, but hey, since everyone is shooting their theme song shot, if I reach the level of a deserving one, LOL, Aisha, by another bad creation, would be dope for me, Delisha. I got to re-familiarize myself with that song. I know who ABC was, them kids, but I don't remember the song. Um, I was just going to say she had it there. Uh, side note, I saw the recent dates you posted on Instagram, but when I attempted to purchase the... Ooh, this is a big deal. Timonium? What? what are you, what no, are for about? tickets, for tickets, if, if she can't purchase them. Oh, well, when she said I, I, I attempted to purchase the Timonium... Oh, Timonium, Maryland tickets. Yeah, that's the, that's. Oh, Magoobies. that's Magoobies. Oh, that's because we moved the date. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, uh, the option to select wasn't available. Does that mean it's already sold out? No, we moved the date. It's the first it's or second January. Week of January. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, lastly, could you please say, when your nose deep in her chili bowl, in your when a guy is banging you, Charles Barkley voice. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you nose deep in a chili bowl, when a guy is banging you, you know, uh, first of all, Ernie, when you nose deep in a chili bowl. <laughs> Dude, why don't you, when you're on stage, why don't you do the when a guy's banging you bit? You, you, how come you never do I, that you one? Because I, I, I you don't think people are no, going to know no, it? No, no, no. I just, I, I got to get out of my own. I'm in a stupor. I, I love that one because that is such a funny 
When, especially when you do the part where he goes, yeah. come on, guys. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a deflated little kid. Yeah, and, and I guess it's because I, I saw that live when it happened. Right. And that just made it even worse, you know. I want to sit on the monster. <laughs> I love that one, too. <laughs> if you just said these to people that didn't ever see that, do you, they'd know, be I, like, no I, way. I, I was thinking, is there a funny way? Because can you pronounce Giannis's last name? No. You yes. know, uh, first of all, Giannis uh, Pita Pate Jalapeno Pita Pate Peco. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny way to say that. It's Charles Barkley. Uh, I, 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 if I'm having a regular conversation, I'm not thinking about it. I've said it right, but I, I, I can't. Delisha, uh, if you got a fat ass, I want to ride the monster. <laughs> Delisha, when I'm banging you, I want to feel your body. And then if you spin off of me, come on, man. <laughs> uh, Nick Puente. I need an opinion. <sighs> Yo, ANA, I hope all is well with both of you. I haven't written into the show for a long time. I believe the last time I wrote was when you guys came to Denver earlier in the year. Since then, you gentlemen inspired me. I watched Andy talk about his life and family, and I watched Aries stand there trying to listen to the difference between Mexican and Spanish. And to be honest, I'm Mexican and could care less. We all get deported the same way. In either case, I was entertained and inspired to continue my career. Since the show, I went back out to the local open mics and have been banned from two venues because I was too offensive. Jesus. And then I was banned from a venue, a venue because I targeted the owner of the establishment. <laughs> Jesus, he's just all kind of he's fucking a good up. marketing guy. I didn't know he was the owner until after I humiliated him in front of his patrons and wife. I did know at the time that he had a little dick energy as a comic. Oh, he was a comic too. I felt the need to exploit it. Since then, it's been hard for me to get on a list anywhere. Jesus, would you ban yourself from the state, nigga? <laughs> When the audiences are sensitive and very similar, but I believe in the words the great George Carlin said, I think the duty of a comedian is to find out where the line is drawn and cross it deliberately. The people I cater to are not white men with a standard issue man bun and trust fund and a stick that fits for their asses. I'm also not catering to the soccer mom who blows her husband's coworkers because she's lonely. I cater to people like myself. Uh, I wasn't raised with a silver spoon and lube. I was raised with food stamps and ass whooping. Uh, so when I'm trying to make a name for myself, I'm finding that locating my audience isn't that hard. Is it, or does he mean it, it is that hard? Because apparently you have issues. Uh, today I work for an entertainment company as a social engagement officer, and I have the opportunity to become signed talent. I just have to further prove my worth. As a SEO, does he mean CEO? I've never heard of an SEO. Yeah, no. I have to engage with people. This is where I need your opinions. I'm going to start doing free pop-up comedy shows in the Denver area, maybe in parks, uh, malls, or really anywhere with a high population of people just to get the exposure. What do you guys think of this idea? Thanks again for reading. Nick Puente, uh, the less you fear, the more power you will have and the more you will fully live. Curtis Jackson. I think the first thing you do is you need to know what that Carlin line really was. Oh, that wasn't it? No, it's to know where to know where the line is. 
and deliberately cross it. How did he say it? Oh, fuck me. Uh, God damn. What was this motherfucker? Oh, uh, I I think the duty of a comedian is to find out where the line is drawn and cross it deliberately. Said that. Kind of. But he just changed the words a little bit. But but the thing is, see, the you got to know where the line is and then cross it. See, what happened is you crossed the line before you knew where the line was because the owner of the establishment was <laughs> the guy that you made fun of. See, the, and then the, knowing that maybe you shouldn't have crossed it. Yeah, they, there's a there's a, there's a time when you can do it and it and it will be to your benefit, but. You you didn't you you didn't take that in to the account. There is the other thing where it's called reading the room. Yes, uh, which I'm not very. Billy Crystal said, "Know your audience." Yeah, I'm not. I, I have a little bit of an issue with that as well. I, I do too. Uh, I don't. It's comedy, man. Uh, sometimes, but sometimes you have to if you if you're going to see the audience and read the room and know <laughs> that you are not necessarily have the jokes for that particular room or want to do those jokes for the room. You got to know that and know that you're going to suffer the consequences of it as well. But what did you think of his, uh, pop-up shows? Yeah. I I think, I think anytime that you can give, listen, man, I'm going to be real honest. I don't know what your comedy is. And so, and based on your description, uh, it feels as though you have a hard time finding an audience, even though you said, I'm finding that locating my audience isn't that hard? Did you mean to say that? Because prior to that, you're talking about how hard it is. I think he's hard f- finding shows more so than he thinks he he thinks his audience is available to him, but he can't get on the shows to sh- to demonstrate oh. that. Uh, but it, it, at the place that you are, if you're doing open mics and you're doing pop up shows, the best thing, one of the easiest things to do is to to promote your own shows, and then you give other comics time, and hopefully those comics are doing shows, and you get on their shows so that you'll be able to do that. But you have to respect the venue, though, too, man. That's the, that's kind of the, you know, you, you have to respect the venue in a way that you can come back if you want to come back. If you don't want to come back, then you don't give a fuck what the venue thinks. But then you can't be mad if you're not asked to come back to that venue. I, I it, it's a balance, man. Seems like you got a lot of rebel in you, uh, and you might have to curtail some of that uh, to you are more in a position to be who you want to be and it's accepted uh, because you do bring a certain amount of val- a certain amount of value to the establishment. Yeah. When, until then, yeah, you kind of, you have to kind of dance a little bit. Yeah. When you say your crowd is, is you have the crowd or that you can, then they need to come up and show up to your shows because if you have 50 people in the room, they're not going to tell you that you can't come back. You and they, to, and they, they're yeah. more like more or less likely to tell you what you can't do. Yeah. If you have 20 people in a room in an open mic, if you have 10 people in a room in an open mic, no one's probably telling you what to do because you brought people into the mic. You bring that means money for the club. Yeah. So uh that's the other side. And that's how you get back in good graces, by the way, too. Uh because either that is suck the club owner's dick. <laughs> and he has a little dick energy, so you know it's not a big dick. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your dignity ain't <laughs> <laughs> but you get back in because if you can bring people out, then people will accept that you might, you have a, a, that skill. Maybe, maybe the, the, honestly, the club owners don't even care if you have the skill as a comic, if you have the skill to bring people out and sell drinks, that's yeah, the skill yeah. that they're interested in. Yeah. Uh, Robert Waters. 
Swerve 13X Crazy Action Movies. Peace, King. First off, love the show. I saw y'all at the Funny Bone in Hartford. Okay, I know this is BS, but I'm a big Fast and Furious guy. Oh, I remember this one. But the scene where they drive the Lamborghini out the window of one building, then crash into the adjacent building. Kevin Hart, you eat ass face. Lands and no one gets hurt, nigga. Uh, Second was Bad Boys 2. The bridge scene where the car flipped over Mike's car perfectly. Peace, King. Keep up the funny. Yeah, I remember that one with the Lamborghini. That was so ridiculous. You know what's really funny about that? You can't even drive the Lamborghini up a curve into to go up to like into a driveway. Right. Because, because of, of how low it is. Yeah. It'll right. fuck up the car. Damn. But you're gonna drive <laughs> <laughs> right. into a whole nother building. building. Yeah, that's not gonna do anything. That's really true about the Lamborghini. Yeah, they're low. So man. you spend all that money. Where you can fuck up your car simply by going up a driveway? Yeah, you got to be really careful because if it, you know, some have the nice angle that you can get it on if you go real slow, but others have that big dip down that you can't go up on. You have to, you have to reverse and go backwards really, really slow over that. Wow. Didn't know that. I did not know that. The old Lamborghinis before they even had the, uh, uh, the camera, the backup cameras, you had to open up the, the top. The goal wing, and you had to look out the back while you're backing up. Jesus, because <laughs> the shit that costs the most money is the most problematic. Because it's the fastest. It's it. It has that that. Look. That's why I always catered to uh, busted women. <laughs> but them high, them high price hoes be problems, man. That, uh, now I'm gonna forget his name. What's the comic that says? Because uh, <clears throat> uh, you can tell you can tell an ugly girl anything you want. I'm going to the moon. Robin Harris. Yeah, you're Robin Harris. Will you be careful? <laughs> uh. Dude, Robin Harris, I wish more people knew who he was. Uh, and I don't think it holds up anymore. Like, I've listened yeah. to it. It just doesn't. He, that was so fun. I'd listened to that thing for hours. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Pippen. Andy, you bugging. What's up, Aries and Andy? I wanted to start off by saying I'm a big fan of your podcast. Uh, been watching y'all for two months now. This will officially be my first email written to you, so very excited to hear you read it. Anyway, I wanted to address something Andy said in your last pod on how he thinks Terminator 1 is better than Terminator 2. Andy, you straight bugging, bro. The way the story was executed was amazing, and the relationship that was built between Connor and Arnold character was amazing. Not to mention the mother of Connor, Connor eventually warming up to Arnold's character. Very good storytelling. But the real star of the show was the villain, easily. One of the best best villains in a movie to date. The powers he had was godly to the flattening his body so he can pass from certain crevices to the changing into different people. It was all executed perfectly because it's one thing to have the idea on paper, but to execute on screen is totally different ballgame. But anyway... Don't want to run on with this email. Big fans of y'all, and I'll catch y'all on the next pod. Deuces. There was much more to that than that. Come on, man. I hated that Listen, guy. the scene where he's in the floor, <laughs> the black and yeah. white uh, checkered floor, and he rises up that and turns the, into the other guy. That was the, the best cop. scene. That was the best scene in the whole fucking thing. And the thing finger turns into the pointy thing. And he puts it in his eye yeah, through the coffee. Yeah, but that, the, no, I know the, the 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 floor. And he comes up. Yes, I love that part. 
I, I wasn't the, the liquid metal and then they freeze him and then he breaks him and then it starts to melt and it all comes back together. I, I was like, okay, then put it in separate boxes. Put it, oh, put, man. His, put his little metal pieces in four different boxes and put them in different when, parts when, of the room. When, when Eddie Furlong is talking to his mother in the phone booth with Arnold and the mother's the, the liquid metal and the, the, the boyfriend's talking too much and and her arm turns into the spear and goes through the milk carton. That's funny. That's funny. I bet it's funny. It was creative, but I just, I did not. I know everybody loves that character. I didn't love it. I thought it was, it, it just, it didn't do anything for me. And, and it wasn't a bad movie. It, like what he said with the, the, the story and all of it. I right. don't like the villain. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I just I feel bad because that uh, the, the guy, the actor, he's only been, he plays cops in almost everything that he that he's been in. I forget what his name is, Patrick something. But that running man, that <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what it was about it, I could not stand it. The story was good. The story's good. All the Terminator stories, I think the you know it's it's a good it's a good setup. But the first one brings it to life. Arnold is Arnold. We didn't have that kind of technology. If you watch it now, that stop uh, motion. It's horrible, man. Yeah. Like, but see, that's what I, that doesn't hold up, but T2 does. T2 holds up, but they had the technology to do something, and that's what they did with it. And I just hated it. And when it froze and it all came back together, I was like, honestly, I was like, well, put it in different boxes. Freeze it again. Put it in different boxes. Lock it up. Now it can't get back together. Now what do we have? Little, little, uh, little ones of those coming out. I just hated it. That's just me. I'm not asking anybody to feel the same way I felt. I didn't like it. Mastari. This sounds Indian. Mastari. It sounds Indian like that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll see say it. Absolutely hilarious. Hey, SNS, my name is Ricardo from Queens. First time, long time since day one. Now, first long long time from day one. (laughs) I suck his dick first time, long time since day one. Just want to say I was driving to work listening uh, since listening to you talk about Matthew Perry's recent accident when Andy said, well, he didn't know that about the hot tub. And you responded, oh, Andy, the way you said it had me <laughs> spitting orange soda all over my windshield. I don't remember that. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah, because I said it, you know, like, obviously he didn't know because he died. Oh, and you're like, oh, Andy, oh, like, you, you right. just hate that death stuff. Oh, I had to clean it up with some used Wendy's napkins <laughs> and almost missed my exit on the Van Wick. Uh, keep up the greatness, guys. Rick, uh, P.S. When are you guys coming to New York City? Don't have time to drive upstate. You know what's sad? And I and I shared this with Andy in a uh, text uh, that my agent sent me. There are no more major comedy clubs in New York City. That Gotham only does. They're out of the the flying in major headline acts business. They're only doing locals. Uh, improv's gone. Comics is gone. Caroline's is gone, and uh, the seller is just locals. Well, it's you say it locals, but it, it's it's there's. Uh, I mean, big name acts. Yeah, but yeah, but but no one where you traditionally go. Hey, so and so is here this weekend. Six shows. No, nothing like uh, that. And that's crazy. When it's New all showcase shows. When New York is a major, if not the most majorest of markets, that's like New York going. All our sports teams have been shipped out. There's no Knicks, no Rangers, no Mets, no Yankees, no Giants, no Jets. What the fuck, man? Yeah, even um, I think in L.A., um, 
Well, the haha does just does uh, showcase, and then well, the no, but you still got the big three though: improv, laugh factory, and comedy store. But are they? Doing, oh, I know what you're saying. They're all doing showcase shows. Yeah, the only one that doesn't do showcase shows is uh, now. I'm going to forget the name of it. What's the other one that's? Uh, I don't even know if you. Yeah. You, you know why I don't? I don't. I don't marry the two in in the same way like that. It's because <clears throat> when I think Hollywood, L.A. You think stars, so to to see a a, a a a major star pop up on stage at either one of those clubs, it's to be expected. I don't think of New York like that. New York's comedy has been like that because no, New, no, this I is know, where comedy I, came I, from. I, I know, but but New York feels more regular than Hollywood. The perception Hollywood being Hollywood, glitz, glamour, show business. New York is so gritty and real that... Keep this thought going. I, I, I just don't see New York as being a haven for c- celebrities like that on stage. Oh, God. We taking a leak? I'm just supposed to sit here and talk while this motherfucker is pissing. This downtime, the fuck I'm supposed to say? This Jubique-nosed motherfucker. Uh... Motherfucker, Toucan Sam knows having matzo ball eating, uh, guilt the fish smelling, uh, can't remember shit, halfway retarded, uh, uh, hunky, uh, big fat, fat back, flat back, uh, ass in a towel looks the same as in his, as his back, uh, robust. Jew motherfucker. Uh, I don't know what to do right now. This is why I've never done a podcast by myself. He blowing his nose. Can you imagine how much snot is in that tissue? Just the whole history of Jerusalem coming through his nostrils. What did you say? I said, welcome back. (laughs) I know you talk some shit. Nah, not at all. Um... You know, that's how I know I'm getting old. Oh. I, I, we got like another 10 minutes, 15 minutes on this pod. I should have been able to hold it that long, but now I'm at the age where after a few minutes, mm. you just got to go. Listen, I understand, dude. I get it. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Johnson. Your boy, Andy. I'm still a newer listener, about three, four months in, trying to catch up from the beginning. I'm trying to continue liking Andy, but going back to older episodes has me asking the question, is Andy a closet racist or opportunist opportunist, like he says Trump is? He had too many butts. Yeah, listen, brother, Andy uh, (laughs) is like, uh, I I don't know if mole is the right word. Andy is like uh, puberty. Uh, it's weird at first, but then he grows with you <laughs> and makes you better. <laughs> um, uh, he had too many butts where I think it shouldn't be when it comes to race. I want to say he's just playing the devil's advocate, but he gets really passionate about certain racist white views and acts like he just really he's just really naive to certain plights of black folks. And now we have to deal with the world. Currently listening to episode 53 about Charlottesville. 
Also, Aries, I'm an avid gamer, and the only problem I have with you gaming is that you are a PlayStation lover, and I'm sure you know that Xbox is a better system. Well, let me pump the brakes there, my friend. Uh, the PlayStation is the Maybach of luxury cars. Uh, nothing else fucks with it. Um, and that Xbox just looks like a big fucking shoebox. PlayStation has style, nigga. Um, if you could add me to your Activision friends list on Call of Duty and let's get it on on Warzone, my gamer tag is gr 8 Greeny. I'm from the east side of Detroit, seven mile, and last you know, your gamer tag should have been dirty fingernail. Uh, and the last thing is that there are some fine-ass sisters in the WNBA, Skylar Diggins, T. Cooper, and believe it or not, Liz Cambridge at 6'9 is gorgeous and is extremely feminine. You can Google some of the sexy pics and lingerie she has out there. I'll be emailing again, and hopefully we can game together. I can plug you with some good people online all across the U.S. You guys keep up the good work, and I'm looking forward to catching one of your shows when you're in the Detroit area, my name is Mark. Call me Smoke. And when you guys come, I'll have some premium smoke and edibles for, for, for you. Michigan is high on the list of the best, cleanest herb in the country. LMAO, yeah, I'm old school. I just called weed herb. Uh, and sometimes I say reefer. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, I like the edibles. Yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, I just think it's funny that it takes people a long time to get to understand my vibe. I think I like that analogy that you're like puberty. Uh, it's weird at first. <laughs> people don't know how to take you. You're new. But then you help make their dicks longer. And no, every man can embrace that. I, I, women, for puberty, it's like your titties starting out. And it's weird and awkward and you're uncomfortable to people. But once you fully blossom into nice breasts, then they know your worth. <laughs> Everybody wants you. Women are proud to have you. Men want to suck on you. <laughs> I don't think I want to be puberty. <laughs> you, you'd be puberty, but don't be breasts. You'd be penis. Okay. No, I don't, I don't want men want to suck on that. Well, you're looking at it as a gay thing. <laughs> the way you said it. Oh, women want to suck on oh, you. That's a different story. All right. And, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Women want to suck no, on no, you. No, no, no. The other gay thing. Not Men want to suck yeah, on you. Not that there's anything wrong. There's I'm something not, wrong with I'm that. Not, I'm just not into it. I'm just I, I, not. Well, well, let me say that. Let yeah, me backtrack so yeah, I don't yeah, get in yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah, I don't want you to get in yeah, trouble. Uh, I, I'm just not that into it. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not into it. Not that. Oh, my God. This is getting worse. Shit. I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm not that into it. Oh my God, did I fucking paint myself? <laughs> See, I, I only I don't, this is his fault. This is why we don't y'all don't like him. I don't like him either now. Because he does this shit. You get caught in the vortex of his bullshit. And now I, I done sat here and implicated that I'm kind of like head from a dude, which I don't. But you, but you said it that way. But see, but see, this is the thing. This is the it should it, it shouldn't have to be defined. But we do feel the need to define it. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't. That's not my area. That's not what I. That ain't our area. That isn't our area. So the the, the thing is though, uh, if that's your area, this wasn't to be disrespectful. Please. 
continue. Dude, I remember <laughs> one time on stage, I slipped up like that. And it's te- listen, when you do this shit long enough, you're bound to have moments. I was on stage one time, and I just, my mind was at a different pace than my tongue was. And I alluded to some gay shit. I was like, man, I'll suck. And everybody went, oh. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, y'all know what I meant. Uh, there's something that you say that no one catches that I always, you know, I find, I, like, I really look at things in a different way sometimes. And you say this thing, um, I don't want to give away your joke, but you said, uh, uh, I never had two wet fingers. Yeah, I never had two wet fingers in my ass. And been called a chocolate bitch yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So that's that's your that's what you said. I never had two wet fingers in my ass and been called a chocolate bitch at the same time. Yeah. So, that, so that's implicating I've had, had one. one or the other, but at different times. You know, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, and you said it for a long time, and I was like, no one else is saying anything about it. I'm not. Ali, say, say that again. You've been having. You have two wet fingers. I've never had two wet fingers in my ass and been called a chocolate bitch at the same time. And been called a chocolate bitch. So that I need to drop same time. Yeah. I've never had two wet fingers in my ass and been called a chocolate bitch. I never had two and, wet fingers in my ass or been called a chocolate bitch. Or, but even if you don't yeah. say or, yeah. if you just say I've never had two wet fingers in my However ass, however you want to put it, and been called a chocolate bitch. It, it, there's just that. But I see with the and too. Yeah, it's still implicating I've had two wet fingers in my ass. <laughs> yeah. Dude, thank you for this counsel, son. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! No one's ever called it out, so I. So just, you, I, how should I say it? I've I don't never, know. No, you, you're gonna. I, have to, you're, I've never had two wet fingers in my ass. I never had two wet fingers in my ass, or, or been, been called, called a chocolate, chocolate bitch. bitch. Wow. Let alone at the same time. I don't know. No, let alone no, no, brings no, it no, back yeah, to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, see, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for for you. you. (laughs) This is great. Uh, Aunt Johnson. Uh, Andy is different. (laughs) Is this the the Andy is different day? I don't know. Yo, A&A, my guy Andy really can't say went for no reason. (laughs) For no reason this shit. Well, for no reason this shit had has started driving me crazy, LOL. I've been listening to the pod for a minute and just don't get it. I even tried to say went the way Andy says it, and I can't do it. Do you see why I said I got caught up in the vortex of his bullshit? I'm telling you, man, you sit next to this dude, and it's like a tornado happening, and you get close enough, and you get whipped in. Uh, I even, uh, I can't, I sound retarded. Oh, I even try to say went the way Andy says it, and I can't do it. I sound retarded. My voice changes to a Will Smith version of Ali. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't want. Well, what do you say? Do you it's trying to say you say want when you say went? Went and want. Are they off? Went Andy and has want. made it sound natural. He doesn't even skip a beat when saying it. Andy, I know how you do it, but you keep living up to the name GTA Andy. <laughs> Been washing your ass with your hand, DJing, slinging yay. Ride motorcycles and saying went <laughs> fucked up. This all makes you cut from a different cloth, my brother. But as always, big ups to the best podcast out. I also put a porn movie title at the bottom of this email. It's nothing too crazy. Peace, Aunt Johnson. Porn title, Dwight Howard edition. Stand behind me. Starring instead of River Phoenix, River of Penis. It's not, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. 
Will Wheaton is Will Skeeton. I struggle with this name. Harry O'Cornhole. Harry O'Connell. Yeah, it's just working too hard. Yeah, that's working too hard. Corey Feldman is Corey Feltman. That one, see, that one's nice. And Kiefer Sutherland is Kiefer Sucker of Men. <laughs> I didn't like it till the very end. Yeah, oh, it kind really? of, well, yeah that last part, it, it, it kind of flew with yeah. the, the right syllables. Synopsis, four straight friends travel to locate a dead body that was hit by a train, but end up getting trains ran on them. <laughs> The antagonist, Kiefer Sucker of Men, and his boys hunt down the four friends and make them do wild gay acts on each other. <laughs> uh, there was one I really wanted to read. Uh, Get it, because we're there. Oh, shit. Okay, this is the last one. <clears throat> Leroy Furious. Real porn names, not parodies. Aries spoke about how Richard Ramirez did all those evil deeds, yet in the interview... He had it all together. Uh, yes, some people are 100% aware that they are evil because that's how pure evil works. I myself have been having a few dark thoughts, just trying to see if I can do bad things and get away with them. I'm black, so I'm not doing shit because we actually get held accountable for the bad shit that we do and don't do. Also, if I do shit, I wouldn't worry about jail because I wouldn't make it that far. Just a thought, maybe for a script. What does that mean, though, dog? You wouldn't make it that far. Probably because he would kill himself. No, they would kill. You know, he would get killed before he got killed. Yeah. A few episodes ago, you missed it. You could have said Craig Throbinson. Yeah, that's Uh, good. uh Here are actual adult performers' names. Uh, There's a fine-ass, light-skinned porn girl who I think is uh, retiring, named Cherry Hilson, who looks like Kerry Hilson. There's also a young white porn bitch named Blair Underwood. These hoes don't use Google. Shame. There's already a porn star named John E. Depth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's also a dude who does a spot-on Chris Rock impersonation, and he looks like Chris Rock. His name is Chris Rock. He fucks a lot of white bitches. Peace. No nut November. (laughs) That should just be the title of a porn movie. What? His name is Chris Rock. He looks like Chris Rock. He He fucks fucks a lot lot of white bitches. bitches. (laughs) That would be a great thing. Good luck. Give me the piss. <laughs> I just love the piss. I ain't trying to be in no relationship. I ain't trying to date you. I'm not even trying to man. I just want the piss. <laughs> I think I'm going to get Chris Rock one day, dude. dude. Can you just do it where he says, I just want to fuck a lot of white bitches. So it goes with that title. I look like Chris Rock. My name is Chris Rock. I just want to fuck a lot of white bitches. That's a perfect point right there. Yeah, that's the description. <laughs> that's the synopsis. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, you want to give out some dates? Yeah, this was fun. This was I lied today. It was funny. All right. Oh, the comedy club that I was going to say in LA uh, that still does shows is mm-hmm. Flappers. They have people come out for the where's Flappers? It's in uh, here. I have it right here. I pulled it up. Uh, you know, it's it, in Burbank, California. And then, and then I don't think they'll bring out headliners, but the Ice House in Pasadena. Yeah, the Ice House. Uh, I don't know if they... Well, and when we say bring out, I mean, we're talking about... Fly you out, put you in a hotel, the traditional six shows, Thursday through. They don't do that. No, no well, very few people are doing Thursday through Sunday anymore. Uh, they're doing right. Friday through Sunday or they're or doing Friday, Thursday, Saturday. Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's changing. The business is changing. All right, here's our... Uh, here's... here's Here's the dates. 
again, thank you, Liberty Live. We had a great time. Uh, we have one more show tonight. Um, Sold out. And uh, that'll be a wrap. November 10th through the 12th, we're going to be at the Improv in Tampa, Florida. November 16th through the 19th, we'll be at the Improv in Ontario, California. November 24th through the 26th, we'll be at the Improv in San Jose, California. December 1st through the 3rd, Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. December 7th through the 10th was Magoobies. I hope the, what was her name? You don't remember her name. Uh, are, are you Delicia. Delicia. Uh, that's the date that got changed. We're not going to be there the 7th through the 10th. We're moving to first or second week of January. Please change your ticket dates. December 15th through the 17th, we'll be at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And December 21st through the 23rd, we'll be in Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And we're wrapping up the year. December 28th through the 30th, we'll be at the DC Improv. Uh, I think there, that's, uh, there you have it. That's a show? That is a show, goddammit. goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're gonna live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs>